0: Welcome and hop on, in this is the bunk Boys podcast is it going? Yeah, I had to put okay. it, it
1: and everything.
0: Got it, okay, cool. then we're on yeah. the record. okay, continue uh <laughs> with where your life is at Aida. sorry. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, everything's fine. Um, last quarter of school ever, which is good. Ooh, yeah, um, I guess I don't even remember if I would have shared with you all. I have my post grad plan figured out. Wow. I'll be at Earth Justice, um, which is just one of the like big environmental NGOs. Um, in their SF office on the energy team, assuming I pass the bar.
0: Mm. what's the timeline for all of this like finishing school ball Uh, start date because it seems like it's always nice to have an end like you're wrapping up but wrapping up here seems like logistically more complicated or wrap-ups are always just kind of logistically complicated
1: yeah I may or may not have gotten like a a. 4am email from a professor this past weekend who I did like a directed research with and then postponed the end of the directed research, AKA writing the paper. And oh. I was like, you know, you have to finish that before graduation. And I was like, I'm glad this is what you are thinking about it for. <laughs> but um, yeah, so plenty of things to wrap up. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, so I, I guess just got off spring break, graduations in June. Then the way law school works, in case my, like, six figures of debt and three years aren't enough, you, like, pay more to take a bar prep class, which is, like, you're supposed to study, like, 30 to 40 hours a week for, like, a few months, and then I'll take the bar at the end of July, and then no matter what happens, I will take August off and then start my job in September, but then I won't actually find out if I pass the bar until, like, November, at mm-hmm. which point it becomes awkward if you did not pass. So hopefully we don't have that situation. But yeah, yeah, that's the the next few months.
0: Big months. Yeah. Are you, is there any bit of like excitement despite all of like that you have coming or just like, because I know sometimes it's like excitement gets sort of dampened at times like with things like this. Because I'm sure like when you locked or nailed down like the gig, it was like, okay, woo. But then it's like, oh, shit, there's all these things.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about the job. I feel like it is the type of job I imagined myself trying to get when I chose to come to law school. And I feel like law school is a place where like a a lot of people change their mind or feel like pressure because of the debt to do something else. And so Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful for that. And yeah, I'm going to be working on clean energy stuff, which is like what I love and find really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, God knows I've spent enough time on Stanford's campus, so I don't know that I feel like the most nostalgic walking
2: around. Yeah, interesting because you're carrying so many years of history and trauma and connections to a a (laughs) geographic area. Yeah, I I assume there have been like a lot of more stresses applied because of law school, but have there? Has anything like aged like fine wine? Out of being on Stanford (laughs) campus for, what, cumulative seven years now?
1: Yeah, I would say I'm, like, I do think I'm grateful in some ways to have gone to Stanford undergrad being here for law school, because I feel like I know ways to leave the law school when it's, like, a little too much.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, I'm also on a joint degree, so it's, like, a bunch of my classes aren't actually in the law school, but I... I think I've like come around a little bit where I think like sometimes if I was unhappy in undergrad, it was like really easy to blame Stanford. And I think now I've come more to a point where like, like, I don't think Stanford's like a good, like a perfect institution, but I think also we probably both expect too much of institutions and like all institutions are probably pretty similar in some ways. so Stanford's just like a place that I've spent. A pretty significant chunk of my life and yeah. it has problems but so does everywhere so
0: yeah just happened to yeah. be the place you spent your time at <laughs> yeah.
1: just happens to be mine so. yeah
0: someone else yeah. with a story complaining about another place now that's an interesting one what would you find yeah. yourself like blaming Stanford for like at that time like before and like how would you pivot that because I think that's like yeah interesting because it's like in life like you can go trying to pinpoint things and it's until you switch or pivot to like in other area of your life that you see the same things and then you try to find like what to attribute it to and then you're like oh shit like there's a bit more going on here maybe this is like something else or like larger than me (laughs) at times
1: yeah i think it's like i think in undergrad in particular if i was like struggling with anxiety Especially like anxiety provoked around like not doing enough, not being good enough at the things I was doing, things like that. Like I think I had a lot of blame for Stanford in those moments, and I think it is true that like you know places like Stanford are obviously pressure cookers, but I don't think that Stanford is a pressure cooker anymore than any other like elite university, yeah. and I think like maybe not universally all of us but I think like most people that get to Stanford probably had a pressure cooker that they were in before Stanford whether that's Mm -hmm. like familial expectations or like your high school setting being similar or like whatever it is um, or like desire for upward mobility so I don't know I think it's just like a yeah Stanford was where I experienced those pressures the most but I know that Stanford imparted them and but then I do think you know, if Stanford's gonna on the flip side, you know proclaim itself as like this perfect beacon of whatever, <laughs> then they also have a responsibility to do things like provide better mental health resources and stuff that mm-hmm. you know they start to do, but I don't know if they always do perfect. So
0: yeah, if you know <laughs> if you know what you're pulling in and there's a, yeah. expectations that it's not like it's an un, known or entirely unknown yeah. yeah did you blame Stanford for anything Alex in your time there or like things oh, that like you were like ah oh, fuck
2: I felt the pressure cooker mentality as well that it was touching upon but I felt that like both it was just like all consuming. I felt like if it was in the classes it was in the extracurriculars it was in even sometimes how people, it almost felt like socializing was kind of weaponized or you know it, it, it had this like extra <laughs> effect of like you know, I'm hustling in my classes, but then I am also trying to grab meals with people every day of the week or I'm doing all of these social events and I think in in the real world, The social life is supposed to be a respite from your work. But at Stanford, it felt at times just similar to the work. I don't know if I I communicated that super well, but. No, that makes sense. You kind of feel like there was like, you know, like pressure to have like a very active social life as well. Yeah, the
0: pressure exists in a bunch of
2: spheres.
1: What was that phrase people had? It was like. um...
2: Flaky. There's so many flomo.
1: Um no, it's like if it was like if you do like custom and RAing and like da da da. da, da You were like Stanford <laughs> Stanford 700 500, or 500. 700, yeah, whatever. An arbitrary
2: were,
0: number. Like,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I had never heard that one. So it was the like hundred, seven hundred, just like to emphasize it, yeah, a I lot.
1: Know, I don't even know totally what the reference was and like what else like was greek life stanford 500 I i don't even know but it was like maybe sierra camp it was just like something about being like like checking all the like best boxes at stanford or something i don't know it was the insinuation
2: it's like oh if you go out to socialize on a weekend on campus (laughs) you would run into the same 500 or 700 people because those are the folks who are Mm. always putting themselves out there
1: Ah, there it is
2: the top of the pyramid
1: yeah, I'm gonna like, try and make it a little less dark in here. Yeah,
2: thank, thank you. Thank you for the RA and the custom. Oh my god, that lighting.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Alex. No, I'm Sierra and Greek life. <laughs> That's
0: true. Thank you. <laughs> With the law school stuff, do you ever get the other law students who didn't go to Stanford undergrad commenting on interesting things they observe about Stanford? <laughs> um
1: no i think it's just like so separate they just don't even yeah. know sometimes when we go on walks we'll be like oh i've like never been to this part of campus before and it's like the engineering quad <laughs>
2: <laughs> i see that
1: yeah
2: quite distant
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
2: it's also just um, a big enough
0: campus there's enough places that i don't feel like i ever ventured into
1: yeah like, yeah that's true it is pretty funny to, like, be in the law library and, like, be able to see my freshman year dorm room.
2: Oh, yeah, you're so close. <laughs> hey. Was it fun? <laughs> is it fun? <laughs> Seeing Adam and Michelle with their, like, what, teenage boys now? Walking around.
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen them. That would be wild. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. And I'm, like, living here with Mo and, like, see Shayla all the time. And it's like, oh, hey, freshman dorm. Like, what's good?
2: Yeah. yeah, I Remember. felt this in, in yeah. the first few weeks of the co-term year where I was having this mm. crazy cognitive dissonance of, okay, this is like, these are the same landmarks, but I literally know no one anymore, or, you know, a, a smaller crowd of folks. And suddenly yeah. it felt, well, m- maybe because I was living off campus where I just felt Kind of spat out by a lot of the luxuries that Stanford had afforded us in the undergrad four years. Mm. I wonder how your experience compares yeah. to that of like, I guess you sort of had a home base because you were on campus for a bit, but you know, others of you know, I am now looking at these same places as a 26 year old and you know, I-, I was here when I was like a teenager.
1: I know there's weird gaps. Like the first year I was in law school, there were like a tiny few people that I like RA'd for knew through the daily that were like, when I was at the daily, they were freshman writers. And now they're like in charge of it. Or like I was their resident assistant. Now they're co-terming. And then by the second year, there there was definitely like no one. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I feel like walking by the daily building is definitely always weird for me or like even because I commuted for a little bit in undergrad I think like spaces that I spent a lot of time as a commuter like passing time in between classes are weird for me like I used to spend just like an ungodly amount of time in um oh my god I'm forgetting the building name where Ax and Palma is um old union. Plaza. yeah old union <laughs> Like, I used to spend so much time there. Like, I had a favorite bathroom in Old Union. And, like, that was, like, spots. I don't know. When was the last time I went to accent Ball? Like, never. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Can I guess the favorite bathroom? Is it on the first floor in the back?
1: So good, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like that's the thing, is, like, there were the gender-neutral bathrooms that were single-occupancy mm-hmm. in front.
2: Mm-hmm. And so you might
1: think, like, oh, here's these two single-occupancy bathrooms, Those are my bathrooms, but no, just right behind those were such nice bathrooms that were always so clean. Mm. Those were, those bathrooms were great.
0: Were those the ones across from those like little conference meeting rooms that they had in the back with the clear (laughs) glass windows? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those were pretty good.
2: (laughs) Oscar, those are, it was across the street from. the The PRL PRL. so sometimes I would just come in like really like greasy and you know the the other two bathrooms and the PRL were full so it it held a a certain space for me especially coming from PRL shifts
1: who knew we would have shared
0: this right (laughs) I always like to think that the single occupancy ones are just gonna be a general better benefit you know to do your thing but
2: yeah safer space i think yeah
0: not not this case gotta go for pristine yeah. bath restroom real estate
1: because it was like a high traffic building you know so yeah. to have these weirdly low traffic bathrooms right next to some pretty nasty it's pretty cool yeah
0: yeah <laughs> um fun fact, well, not yeah. fun fact. So i just tested positive for covid <laughs> wait Oscar, as of like 10 minutes ago oh my
1: oscar are you okay we
0: didn't have to do this call no no i wanted to cancel
1: on us
0: because i wanted to see you guys Um, how are you
1: feeling did you have symptoms or was it just a random or they kicked
0: in today Hmm. yeah they um just body aches and throat and just little chills but Hmm. hopefully it doesn't get any worse than this but time to kick off quarantine
1: do you know where you got it
0: or probably from Nicole? So Nicole tested positive this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: see.
0: So then she texted me when I was at work and then I came home uh, to test oh. immediately and I didn't test positive the first time. And then pretty much as soon as my symptoms started kicking in, then I tested again and pretty instantly yeah. the test shifted, um,
1: Wow, which was That's... pretty rapid
0: turn around on like that difference of symptoms kicking in. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, science is wild yeah i'm so sorry That's no you're good fun. but I, no
0: but i was uh you know i was just like trying to look at my test and message my house real quick um,
2: oh yeah the house of five yeah
1: do you want to we can
0: oh no 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 i just wanted Are you it, in sure? case- yeah no i'm good i'm good <laughs> Oscar I just sacrificing wanted, just in ca- his
2: his body for the, the no pause. no just
0: in case you see me just sipping or if I end up getting around a move to get more water but no I wanted to see everyone check in so like fun fact data this one's also not fun um, no one really responds to our posts <laughs> or our advice giving so Alex and I discussed and we decided that we're going to just him and I are going to seek advice from you on oh. our life situations um and some variety or flavor of that. As I was going downstairs, as I was going downstairs earlier to get laundry, all I could think to myself in hype up mode was one day we're going to make it big and they're going to wish they responded to our Insta post. (laughs) But no, um, yeah, we thought we'd pivoted and be asking you for thoughts on life questions. As you know, do I, I ponder a lot of things.
1: For life advice?
0: You do, you do. This is a <sighs> okay. multi way street. This is a three way street, or as I like to Perfect. call it, a random Boston intersection because streets don't fucking make sense out here. Um, <laughs> oh my God. So that's what this is.
2: Yeah. A get little them. advice potluck. Yeah. We're all bringing little, <laughs> little saucepans, little casserole dishes. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: On that street comment though, there was this one time I ended up going the wrong way on this one street Mm. out here, like early when I moved here, early when I started driving here. It was so terrifying because it was like, there was no car. So there was no way to know. And the car in front of me also (laughs) went that way. So I was like, oh, this is the right way. But it was like these two lanes split by this, or it was a lane, divider, lane, like train tracks, lane, some other divider, and then like more street. So I was like, which one? And I was making the left and I'm like, which of these four options do I go into? Um but don't go
2: on that street anymore. I'll remember that one, Oscar. The next time I find myself driving <laughs> in Boston. I'll drop a pin so you know not to hit Thank that you. street. Cheers.
1: I was gonna say, did we even get the street name?
0: <laughs> it's it's off of Commonwealth, Com Don't don't go Comab and something else by the TJ Maxx. Of course. Yes. <laughs> All righty. Alex, okay. does anyone have anything off the bat? Who's that? We've got a big question
2: on their mind. I've got I've got something. And also, Ada, like absolutely no pressure. I didn't want to put you in like a spot of like Ada's the advice giver. <laughs> we have a, a wonderful open conversation. This actually yeah. happened today, um, regarding getting political in the workplace. Super, super fun.
1: Ooh.
2: I think it's because we were talking about the Will Smith Chris Rock situation <laughs> from last Whoa, night yeah. and ended up like not really being super related. He's basically saying that, oh yeah, I don't believe that there are more than two genders. I thought that like the Scotus nominee confirmation it was like wild that she can define what a woman was, doesn't believe in pronouns. I think this was like the f- first time where I didn't feel super afraid to you know push back, try to question some of those views a little bit and be more, vocal about where i personally stand and he was also asking oh it was like stanford woke um seems like it was which you know depends what your spectrum is like are we talking in the bay area stanford berkeley because definitely not (laughs) but if we're talking about i literally said oh compared to the national average i and you might consider it i guess yeah yeah but at the end of it i think we both agreed that I told him, yeah, it looks like we disagree on a couple of points, but I'm not trying to let that get in the way of having like a good working relationship because it's also a small company. I work with, you know, I can count the number of people I work with on one hand. So wondering what your thoughts are, whether I should have been having this conversation period, should I have let it get to like a point where we're, you know, both voicing, our sociocultural political views because i think what i would hate moving forward is we think we're walking on eggshells around each other and thinking oh no i can't talk about this whole realm or let's try and shut shut down this discussion we're having because we think it's going to go in like a bad place quote unquote
1: yeah and was this person like are they like your supervisor are they like level with you who who was the person
2: level with me but works on the graphic design side of the products and I work on like the engineering side so Um, collaboration but not direct reporting too
1: yeah I mean I think to me like that sounds like a productive conversation and like you know I don't know how like testy it got kind of before the like agree to disagree point came in but I feel like especially, I don't know, like, maybe it would be one thing if it had been an issue of, like, I don't know, I think this was even hard to come up with an example, because I feel like all politics end up being, like, pretty personal to someone, but, like, you know, if it had been a question about, like, whether or not we should pass the infrastructure bill, like, you know, maybe that's not a fight you need to pick, but I feel like when it comes to, like, things like pronouns, where it feels more like it's an issue that shouldn't have been politicized and it's just like a matter of like respect for people I feel like you gotta do what you gotta do and I know I would have done what you did in that situation I don't know if I would have even been able to like kept it at a polite level which it sounds like you did so kudos yeah I mean I think that there's like all the time you said for like I think it's I think it's like a really admirable scale if you're able to have those conversations in a way that like the person will be open to future conversations. And like, you know, maybe that part's yet to be seen. I know you said you're like fearful of like people walking around on eggshells, but you know, it doesn't have to be that way. And I think there's where we get into that weird like spot with like the snowflake idea where like with free speech and then protest, like what, who's really like responding to who or who's shutting down the conversation. It's like kind of hard to tell. So, you know, we'll see where that goes for you. But I feel like you probably had to say something in a situation where the conversation went that way. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. I probably would have done the same. Oscar, what do you think?
0: This is where you end up dividing like at a higher level, what a workplace is supposed to be and how it's yeah. supposed to function. Mm-hmm. Like what its role is. Cause right on one extreme is like work is for work nothing else you're there to do it like don't give a fuck about whoever else is working there like Mm -hmm. as long as you follow hr policy whatever that is (laughs) vaguely put your head down crank out product whatever it is right that's one end yeah can we We see that that's how we know things have been the other one is work is an extension of society and of yourself and your life given the amount of time you spend there therefore it should have a lot larger implications of what It's role is the way we think about like school, right? The way we think about institutions. It's like this company, you know, there's people here and they have all this time here and they're going to have all these thoughts and they're going to bring in all this baggage of who they are. And it's like, okay, do we decide to play in and dabble in that because people are people and very nuanced from a company perspective, right? The aim is just like productivity, keep things like calm. And I think it's often in the best interest, in my opinion, for companies to like allow people to tackle these like comments or questions through some like format or avenue, like longer term. Right. I don't think like, even from like productivity perspective, it helps as you were saying, it's like, Oh, I don't want to be walking on eggshells. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a pick your battles type thing. Right. That's what it always comes down to, in my opinion. And a lot of these issues is like, where am I going to get with any of this? (laughs) Like, even if I try, am I going to just like provoke more? That's not going to like yield anything for anyone or does it help that I express my stance on it and then just let it sit there so that they are like aware of it, but I don't like try to hammer it in. Um, I don't know. Being in the sales world, people say <laughs> in the bro sales world that exists out there that I got experience for about a year. Interesting stuff. Interesting comments. Spend a lot of time in the South, you know, traveling for things, old school manufacturing, guy yeah. talk you know, it's different. And it's like, um, I'm the one brown person out here. Um, I'm not, I think I'm walking around with pierced ears and blue hair. I'm not gonna like say much, like, I'll be like, hey, man, like, that's not cool. Like, let's chill. Right. That was often the extent of like, how I'd comment on certain things, because like, I'm, I was not going to push any more on it. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to change anything about this person. But I'm just like, make them aware because at, at the minimum, when you tell someone like, hey, yo, that's not good. da da. Like, that's enough to stick with them. You get a tingle when someone tells you something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's enough to just, like, let it sit. But for me to be, like, just trying to engage really hard in some of those contexts where it's just, like, one V larger amount, then it's a little more hesitant. But I think, like, just at a minimum putting your stance out there is, like, a good, good key start. I'm not sure where to navigate onward from there um yeah I think it's just like not trying to throw a punch Is <laughs> like as long as you're not like trying to really swing hard with whatever it is
1: yeah and I think like to your point like positionality and like context always makes a lot of sense yeah if you're the only person with in room if you're the only person that doesn't use the pronouns someone would assume for you if you are talking to either like your superior or someone who like reports to you like you know, there's so many different types of like power differentials that, like, frankly, start to invoke like safety questions too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's like, yeah, like all those things are super reasonable to consider. Is it sad to me? I feel like I work in, I don't know, like I think working in the nonprofit space and like in fairly like professionalized space. Like, I personally don't feel like also like being a woman like obviously I haven't experienced people having like bro talk around me so like it's yeah. like it was sad to hear right but it's like yeah yeah you know, some of those interesting things are like in different fields you're also just gonna be exposed to like very different natures of things and like very context dependent but when people are able to say things I think it's good too
2: <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good note you made about women in the workplace because I, I felt like I've seen especially at my previous company that people will put on different personas if they sense like, you know, whatever the, the next level above walking on eggshells is, which, you know, I think gets also gets muddled with the concept of Southern hospitality and sort of like the more cordial dynamic that they are like raised with, with regards to you know behaving around women it was also on my mind back in Texas.
0: Just like seeing the discrepancy of how people behave or the adjustments that are like pseudo adjustments or more like believed to be good adjustments, but like in reality.
2: Yeah, like they come in, you know, thinking that this is, oh, this is like the, the right way. But if you're just sequestering that into like guide talk, then is it is it all, you know, all around still right? beneficial? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Then you back it out to intent versus consequence. What's happening in your head versus in reality. Yeah. Right. That type of line.
1: Yeah. Which I'm sure also happens. Maybe it's easier to identify like more commonly observed like locker room talk, like how guys talk around just guys without women there. But I'm sure it also happens along other divisions too, whether that's like race or I think, you know, there's also like protective examples of it too, right? Like like at my workplace before law school, like there was a group of like queer people that like you know like it was like a group of queer young people and like I don't think we would have like it's not like we were like in the closet at work but we like you know talked about queerness very differently when it was like the group of us (laughs) or like when we would hang out after work then we would like to whatever folks we knew that were like older and had families and like we weren't sure like you know it's not like I thought any of them like weren't down but it was like I don't
0: know how down. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of how I've shifted in that over the years. Right. Cause it's always interesting to reflect what subgroups you belong to or identify with. And then those instances. But um, so I guess it's like the code switching type of thing mentality.
1: Yeah, versions of it
0: for sure. That's a big one. <laughs> right out the gate (laughs) yeah no no that's that's good though because it's like i don't know i feel like tackling or just like having to confront these issues very early on makes it better easier to just see these things and like you get into a very idealistic like state and then boom something like this comes up and then you're like oh shit what the fuck what is this place
1: and i also feel like it's an interesting thing too where because people for example at our college like pretty much got a lot of things not necessarily something that a lot of people grappled with before they get to the workplace. So maybe women in CS feel differently. I don't know. I was a woman in Earth systems, which is ninety percent women. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get Francesca on the call one day. And... Yeah, <laughs> the complete opposite world, likely. Sweet, right. Oscar, what
0: you got? Oh, it's me now. And we're going to toss it back to our be the gas Data, yeah.
1: I didn't have warning to think of questions. I'll think of one.
2: You don't have questions yeah. about constitutional law for us?
1: <laughs> ah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, I feel like it touched on the- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Triggered.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Let's see, let's see. We can, Oscar can always whip
0: something up. What has he been thinking about?
1: I mean, mm. Alex, that got to such a serious place. I thought we were gonna talk about like buying dishes for moving in with your partner oh, or something.
2: I can yeah. I can also whip something <laughs> Next one, next one, Alex. <laughs> It was just on my mind because it happened like literally hours ago. I think I'm someone who has yeah. a, a stack of like one in my mind and it has to yeah. be like removed yeah. until something else is, is in there. Yeah. But I appreciate you guys rolling with it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I'll probably pivot towards something romantic relationship wise, given I'm working with some, some top tier experts out here.
1: you You know know i love talking relationships we got we
0: got we got we got the engaged and we got the soon to move in together i feel you know
2: this is this is good didn't know that was another title yeah yeah i
1: didn't know being engaged in a relationship expert
2: no what what you're you've done something
1: to get there
0: (laughs) right you can't deny that something happened between when you met to now a
1: few things a few things
0: yeah um insecurities Mm-hmm. dealing with insecurities that one carries seeping into the relationship and figuring out that balanced ground of like how much you pour out versus how much you got to like take care of on your own. So there's just like instance of right, just baggage. Everyone's carrying baggage and you're coming in with stuff. And it's like some of those things seep in and then just like promote or can cause doubt in the relationship. Cause you're just trying to like figure out your worth and how that plays out with the other person. Um, And it's like some of it you can tackle, but some of it you like want to share, like if you've ever experienced this or how you navigate points in time where it's like, okay, like maybe I just need to pause or get some space to just like do this versus like, oh, maybe I should go to like Nicole and be like, hey, like this is where I'm at. Like. Be a sanity check for me, you know. Does that make any sense? I love the collective nod. A very I silent think, nod.
1: Yeah, nods are very useful for podcasts. I hear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll just comment every time they nodded. Nod, we'll put a nod, bite in. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like it depends. Like, this is such a classic. But like, I, don't know, I think it does depend a lot on like the type of insecurity and like how much it, you know, how much space it takes, how much it pertains directly to the relationship and like both yeah. in terms of being like caused by the relationship or affecting the relationship which could be both it could be one or the other it could be neither and like you know what the other person's like capacity is at any moment to like help address it that was so vague and high level but I that did not know in an those are my immediate piece.
0: thoughts <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just fucking with i no. yeah no i think yeah i think part of it for me has been identifying like you said that breakdown of like what is just like separate versus like what's impacting the relationship or like mm-hmm. has potential to and those are like the more immediate ones I want to take care of um like mm, like you know feelings of just like self-worth or confidence and like things like that where it's like okay like this carries into other realms of just like interacting with new friends and socializing but it also carries into here so it's like maybe this is one of the spaces in which I can tackle it. So just like, you know, helps across the board. Yeah, that's been a big one on my mind this past like two weeks. I think my head just spiraled a lot in the past two weeks because I had a lot of people from my past life like be here in Boston. So it just like got unpack,
1: me- Unpack, unpack.
0: <laughs> no, no, so it's, well, no, it's just like friends, right? So like last week, like Ulday and Preethi were in town um, one of my friends from high school was in town. My cousin came mm-hmm. up to visit and then Sheree came on Monday and then Mike was here with me on Thursday. Um, that is a lot of people. Last. So it was just like this week of just like, I had very little alone time, which is always like yeah. challenging where you're just like in host high energy, high level mode. Totally. And I was like, at certain points, I just like crashed, you know, where I was just like, fuck, my head is here. Like there's all these things spiraling, like, oh, what is this life that I used to have? And like, how are these people here interacting with this whole new world that like, they're completely unfamiliar with, but that I've developed like a whole new set of myself in. Mm-hmm. And at that same time, like trying to bridge gaps together. And it's like, okay, what do I offer all these people? Like as myself, as a host. And it makes you like, really think like, oh, why are all these people here? Like, what am I giving them? Um, mm-hmm. And then that just like poured into a certain part where it was, right? All my friends love me, which is like phenomenal. But in your head, you can always get like, oh, how the fuck is people like, stuck around that long it was just a lot where you're just like trying to give 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 um throughout that period and then at a certain point that like led to a conversation where i was just like in the dumps and i was talking to nicole about just like you know i was just like oh like i don't know like why i'm here um in that moment of just like hitting that low and i'm like okay like this is some shit i gotta like deal with or tackle um because it's like somewhere in me i know you know that. I am of value and am value, but then it's like in those moments where they, those little like tickling feelings show up and it's like trying to toss everything away <laughs> type energy, quintessential Oscar, you know, yeah. trying to push everything away in those moments. And it's like, like, okay, I've been on that journey of trying to get away from that for forever since I feel like y'all have known me. Yeah.
2: Runaway Oscar. Runaway Run. Oscar.
0: Interesting. I
1: mean, I hear you. I don't know. I feel like I hear you saying, like, both that you feel like you maybe don't deserve it, but also you saying that you get, like, a little bit run down and exhausted. And like, I don't know, when you're run down and exhausted from, like, being in host mode and go mode, like, that's always going to be a time when anxieties are, like, going to feel the most powerful and, like, creep out even when you think they don't. And so, like, you know, I wouldn't be... I also, I guess I also just feel like when you say like, oh, that's something like, you know, you've known about me forever. Like on the one hand, yes. On the other hand, like, I think that's also just like being pretty hard on yourself and you don't need to be like, it's okay to always be a person that like needs some personal space. And like, sometimes situations come that you just like get a little worn down from and yeah, I don't know. Be gentle with yourself. It's okay to feel that way.
0: And it's tricky. That yeah, your
1: friends love you, even though you are like a person who needs recharge time. Yeah.
2: So that's
1: not even an even though, like they love you and know that you're a person who needs recharge time. I
0: don't yeah. know. It's been tricky. Interesting enough. I've like learned to fear alone time more than I used to, hmm. um, which used to be. A lot of my time, which I was Mm -hmm. that pivot from like introverted state to like very much extrovert. So it's like I actively keep coming across this situation because I've so much thrown myself into that go, go, go state. You know, maybe an artifact of like being in a new city and having to like get up and running from scratch again and stuff like that. And now it's like, okay, where do I find that middle ground between like how I used to carry myself and like what I set up here now, Um, which I think is like one of the bigger ones, finding Mm -hmm. that. The right energy levels to like operate at, but I think I think we're we're there. So learning to say no again, I hmm. think, is the the big one with that.
1: And do you feel like like when you talk to Nicole, like, does that go in a helpful direction for you? Like,
0: yeah, yeah. I think it goes in a very helpful direction. I think like that's one thing we got going for us is like very good raw open communication um which is good just throw it on the table I think we'd like to just like tackle things head-on as opposed to just like wait for shit to build up which is Mm -hmm. good because that's I don't like that at all (laughs) yeah it's always tricky I think the next step is like learning when we need to take pauses and like formulate thoughts better before tackling stuff because sometimes it's like ready to go and have a conversation and like either I won't or she won't really have like the full thoughts that we want to express which sometimes makes the conversations you know as with anything um tricky to go at if you don't have the words or like point you're trying to make necessarily but it's like at the same time you want to just like resolve it but sometimes it takes a little longer
1: yeah can I just get in a Nicole update
0: um <laughs> yeah yeah you can um she and I have COVID absolutely love the woman. Um, we got to, we got to make this bomb ass coconut fried rice this past weekend and watch a scary movie from the nineties. What else? Yeah, no, it's been fun. She's very, very busy with work and teaching and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's like beating her down. So just like trying to figure out how to squeeze time in because always trying to hang out with her, but life is busy. Yeah, no, it's fun. We're just very, very goofy people, which is like who I am and what I need a lot of the time. So lots of bits lots of noises and over dramaticness and thematicness and all of what we do which is which is good lots of fun wins we're trying to plan a trip to la this summer so i can take her home to meet the fam um home trip is big home trip is big she's never been to la so that'll be cool to kind of show her where i'm from have her meet the parents because She's met Gadi before, but meet the rest of the squad and go kick it there and then maybe do a little trip up the coast or something. Oh, that's wow. the vision. Swing by. Say what's up to people. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So that's the update. So that's good.
1: Thank Good you.
2: update, Ada. Yeah. Solid. Perfect. 10 out of 10.
1: So good. Comprehensive. Just like Comprehensive. hearing you talk about being in love. it's just like never gotten to hear it before. So no. good.
0: It is good. It's good. It is good. <laughs> all right. On to you, Ada. Let the boys help oh, you.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let the
0: <this> Goonery squad all <laughs> right at you.
1: The Goonery Squad. Man. Okay. What do I want advice on? I don't know. Okay. This is an interesting one. So I so I don't really have a ton of extended family. You know, like I'm super, super close to my immediate family. Um, but generally I have extended family. And so I feel like a lot of those experiences since like getting engaged to and getting to know their kids' family better and everything. Like I feel like that's been an interesting thing where I feel like extended family dynamics can be just like so different than nuclear family dynamics. One thing that's been big for me is like like big family dinners and like who's talking and like who's doing labor and like prep work and stuff you know having it be so intergenerational like different people just have like such different visions of you know gender and families and you know of course also like cultural differences and just just a lot going there and so I'm curious if you all have experiences like I guess shifting from Alex's like workplace example and into like an extended family example and even like a cross-cultural I don't know necessarily if you all have that but yeah, yeah imagine yeah. if you did
0: I yeah yeah <laughs> I no, don't know I'm, like
1: how you navigate such a such a such a thing
0: I'm like I really like <laughs> this question this is I think a good, good grand finale question
2: I've never like identified myself with like those like that description but it's cool because I feel like I've taking it for granted. So it's, it's nice to think about it and mm-hmm. appreciate it a bit.
1: Well, mm. and I don't know if it will apply to you, but maybe, maybe you feel it does. I don't know.
2: There's a couple ways of ways about like, right. Like
0: there's going to be a very engineering, like problem solving process type approach. Um, so forgive me for that. <laughs> but extended
1: maybe, family. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think like the first thing is the scoping out phase, right? It's like doing the like social investigation. Like how does this family run in these contexts which is like Mm -hmm. so nuanced like especially when you have that many people it's like looking at what the kids are doing look at what the parents are doing looking at what the grandparents are doing what the teens are doing what the Mm -hmm. young adults are doing who's related to who who's helping out and it's like okay like establishing sort of the social web that exists and then being like okay this is who i am where do i like drop in in that mix but it's not as easy as that because then there's also the like, what are our expectations and like where do those fit in? I think picking a buddy or a friend is mm. key. Finding a cousin, sister, a brother, whoever it is that's like your sort of guiding, helping hand is going to be good or key for that. Mom, got to win mom over. Yeah. I think in this situation Always. is the big yeah. one. Yeah. And it's like, I think knowing that you're not going to please everyone or like picking the people you mm. really care about, please. Them, there's, But like standard family, there's so many people. And it's like, as long as you're on a respectable term, that counts. Whether they really, really like you, that's a whole other thing. And like, no one's ever really going to get like that. As long as like when they have separate conversations, when someone asks, oh, what do you think about that Ada woman? Oh, she's good. You know, that's like a win in my book. Like, if they just like, no one's like trashing on you. I think you've like locked it down. You know, you got to be their favorites just as long as, I don't know. Those are just my initial thoughts. I have some more, but would like to hear what you got,
2: Alex. Yeah, it's an interesting question, because I think we are in like the in group, we are (laughs) surrounded by the folks who love us unconditionally. So I think we have, (laughs) I'm trying to put myself in like the out group. Um,
1: (laughs) Also very engineering terms, I feel very d-school for both of you
2: I liked all of Oscar's pieces of advice I'll throw a couple more ideas on there I think my style would be so interesting to you is like getting with like the younger kids like like younger cousins show that you're you know you're playful I feel like that reflects pretty well with the parents as well if the kids can come over to them and whisper oh you know that Ada's like so cool she helped me like make a paper crane or something like that (laughs) you can wow the kids with very simple tasks or projects the way that i got to know the columbos a bit was i think for me maybe i just got lucky with like love languages but there was kind of like an act of services to an elderly member of, of francesca's family and afterwards i think that was something memorable that came with her also accompanied her to get a COVID test so that was also like you know great moment to just <laughs> hang out and ask about we were all negative it was all good but that was also a good time to just so like, bonding. <laughs> yeah get to like a, a nice like one-on-one situation where I got to hear about her story and you know where she's from and all that I guess finding the in finding that like common interest so Francesco's older brother likes to tinker and do like electronics. And so he was thinking about 3D printing a casing for some of this electronics. So I was showing him kind of the ropes of, you know, 3D modeling. And that's, you know, that's like one thing I'm confident that I can dish about a lot. Um, and that's just kind of like the, the foundation for hopefully developing deeper relationships and, and talking points besides just that like one <laughs> superficial uh, in. Yeah. Oscar, you got more? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of references in this case. So like the
0: entire time I've been thinking about my dad. Yeah. Um, because my dad was the outsider in this case, right? Because like when he came to the US, he was the only one like from his family that left El Salvador aside from his dad mm-hmm. out here. And when he met my mom, his dad my grandpa had already like headed back to el salvador so he was the only one left here so like he had no one aside from like whatever people he met so he like funneled his way into into my mom's family and so it's like i I look at like who he interacted with or how he like made his ends with like my mom's cousins and my mom's sister and like he tells stories of like when my mom's sister didn't like him and stuff like that or like
1: also just like how my
0: dad pretended to be from like Mexico instead of El Salvador when he first met my grandparents and like small things like that and then I was like okay and I'm just like being you and like learning to like ease yourself onto them I feel like also part of it right Mm -hmm. like it ain't happy-go-lucky all of it there's a lot of small tensions underneath it it's just how it goes as much as I'd love everyone to be themselves and be their individuals when you're trying to like play the game like start off like small box open up the box I don't know which may be uh, uh, you know against your fundamental principles of gosh darn it it's me and I'm gonna be me and nothing's gonna make me anything else then and, and it's different but as someone that's like okay let me let me n- like nuzzle myself in there um I think is is part of it um but I think it was like bonding aspects and your energy like and I feel like people catch on to that like my dad was like funny high energy guy and like that's what like my grandma has always recognized like about your wild dad or like cousins and things like that like my mom's cousins my aunts and uncles have seen that so that was like how he like fit in and they knew him for his things um, mm-hmm. and so yeah making them aware of like what your things are like who you are but like unveiling that with time but good luck honestly this is hard <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say it's hard
2: I have one last one. Also back to the kids. And now that I'm saying it out loud, it feels like some weird psychological experiment, but I've found like, have you observed what the older generations will like nag or discipline the kids about with regards to just like very simple things like, oh, elbows off the table. Or when I was growing up, the uncles and aunts were always badgering us to do certain, again, back to the love language of acts of service, like help Stack the dishes together and take them to the kitchen or let's help grandma up the stairs, something like that. And you hone in on those and you do that yourself.
1: Like it. Like it.
2: The kids
0: are the in. They're also just easier to talk to, potentially, unless you don't win them over. Then then they're your nightmare. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a high stakes game. <laughs> they hit you with that. Who the fuck are you? Luck. You they could know? ruin you.
1: The high risk, high reward. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that one. How much time have you had to interact with like large amounts of his family?
1: Went to a cousin's wedding that was a few days long. That was a bunch of family a couple months ago. And then in Tucson, I worked at the gem show for a few days. So worked with a lot of family at the gem show. Yo, that's huge. That's awesome. Yeah, wait. That that was like why (laughs) didn't
2: you bring that up earlier when they said access service? That's like far beyond like stacking dishes (laughs) into the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah!
0: You literally work their business <laughs> with them. What?
2: That's the straight
0: hustle right there. Oh, you're in then? Oh, my yeah, God. done. What? <laughs> done. Wasted ten minutes with <laughs> specious. We're we're cut, we're, we're cutting out that last question. I put my heart on the line to give you an answer. Actually, they love me. Um, you know, oh,
2: yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Been in this entire time. But hypothetically, if they didn't like me and I didn't well, go to the, this, well, we show, really expose this how screwed we would be, Oscar. <laughs> Meaning
0: yeah, large extended family. And I don't know what I would do. Find a corner. Yeah.
1: but not everyone's in the Gem Show, so it's a big family. <laughs>
0: yeah, I like that one. Alrighty, I gotta go pee, and this is this is TMI. Keep
1: sleep. Like, this is
0: like one of those okay. pees that I know is just gonna be really hot. Oh, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm the talking about—the burning one. Yeah, burning man.
1: I do women get that
0: what like when you have a fever does your pee just not feel like extra hot like just boiling now hmm, interesting this is i'm gonna have to think about this one granted
1: i haven't had a fever in a long time
0: oh that's yeah, good this
2: this this reeks of like sickness pee yeah yeah that's that's what it is
1: take care of yourself already yeah.
2: but before we head out oscar and we'll let you take your rest ada thank you so much yeah for thank you out so with much us. ada oh yeah this we finish up evening. with uh our rapid fire questions oh yes have we not like been doing those oh. on our
0: episodes oh i have
2: no idea i forgot but i'm go yeah, them real quick we're... don't worry yeah. they're easy i think uh number one is top three road trip gas station snacks
1: Ooh, crunchy cheetos diet coke cheese.
2: oh my gosh
0: so cheesy okay uh, next I one.
1: Know. I say I'm a vegan
0: too. <laughs> it's oh, it's life. barely cheese on those things. Ada, <laughs> I'm hearing hearing a lot of false stuff coming from you, and lies just building up.
1: And I, I know. know. I'm I really unreliable.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Next one. Sandwiches. Do you like them cut in halves or triangles? I don't like sandwiches. Oh damn! Fire answer. We haven't gotten that yeah. one.
1: Yeah, I really don't. Her so, point. That's, that's all I have to say.
2: <laughs> that's it. All right. Moving no on. Comment. <laughs> Last one. Uh, favorite Pixar film? and tell me you don't like Pixar films.
1: <laughs> Remind me which ones are Pixar.
2: If you like- n- name a couple that you really enjoyed, and we can probably identify.
1: Okay. Frozen.
2: <laughs> Disney. Okay, so so I'll give you some
0: examples of Pixar. So that's like <laughs> okay. Ratatouille, Toy Story, like The Incredibles, um, Inside Out. The
1: Incredibles
0: is good. The Incredibles is really good. <laughs> we're just, just going to say Incredibles. that's the answer. Professor, yeah, that's the answer. That's the one I like. That's what I would have said. That's it right there, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I
1: think I nailed that.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll edit it to make it sound very convincing.
1: Um, you can edit out my upseek question mark. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, i'm
0: sure. It'll, we'll, we'll learn some new things in the software. Turn every question into a statement. Well, thank you, Ada, for uh, coming yeah, to hang with you. us. Nice seeing Doctor, you. I hope you yeah. feel okay. <laughs> yeah, and what? Quickly. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Gonna gonna rest. Up. Gonna eat a little and knock out. Yeah, um, We'll see how things go tomorrow, and yeah, we'll see how the week plays out. Gets dehydrated, dude. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, going to be yeah. drinking and peeing a lot, but hope you guys stay safe and have a good rest of your week. Hi, you. friends. Hi, Oscar. are you there? Stay, stay funky, fun. friends.